We I'm just... going to count to three, and then on four, where, where I would say four, we all clap at the same time. Okay. All One, right. two, three. Okay. Now, from my perspective, that those were wildly out of sync. But it's it, true. It we could try again. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's supposed been... to be. We it's can... never when Zach, when you and I do a sync clap, we're never in sync because your clap, it would be impossible. Oh, I see. Huh. Okay. All right. I thought I heard. So let's do one I more. I heard a clap on three, and no. then. Huh. Okay. Okay. Oh, you wait. Okay. You heard a clap on. You must have heard Zach clapping on three. <laughs> Tell you but what, Zach. From your perspective, you clapped on four. Let's right? do one more, and then you can sync them both up and see that they're both exactly the same, and we're just being yeah. silly. Okay. Okay. It's correct. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. That was consistent. Okay. That 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 was the same yes. thing, but that means that it was correct the first correct. time, which is yes. good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, I feel good about that oh, one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yep. Dope. Uh, I had something I was going to say before we got into the deep end just... here, but I forget what it was, so we should just jump straight yes. in. You um, have notes, Zach. I have some notes. Man, yeah. I uh, I wanted to... Do you have notes? Some. I don't, but I, um, I... What I do have is... So I have the, like, Japanese... Or, uh, OST, like the entire soundtrack, like the, I don't know, like the version that has like a hundred something. I don't know, it's like five discs or something. Yeah. 211. It's obscene. Yeah, it's great, but it's, you know, it's got the name of all the tracks <laughs> and the composers, which is nice. So that's useful. I have a question about one of the composers we'll get to. Okay. Uh, I don't. This is good much, because but... Zach is kind of prepared. Jason is extremely prepared. I will be on the low end, the totally improvised end. <laughs> to. So that the audience has a relatable perspective. There you go. Just like you, the listener, have no idea what's going on. I, in the same way. <laughs> Who are you people? Uh, all right. Are we going to start with the introduction? I'm going to introduce the podcast. I just asked, "Who are you people?" And that was a great, a great way for you guys to start introducing yourselves. Was it? Okay, we can go with that. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, this is a special episode of Heroes Path, the Heroes Path. I'm Zach. I'm Ryan, and I'm Jason. Hi, Jason. That's Jason. This is Jason. Now, Jason did the music for the our True Doom Murderheads. Inter- yeah, will remember that on the Complete Guide to Coholent, we had Jason on to talk about mostly the dungeon music, but also other music too. It was a long time ago. I forget exactly what we got you to talk about. But Jason is like a for real guy. Like, uh, Jason does is a, music and knows words. Uh, Jason is a very talented composer. Uh, composed our intro-outro music. Uh, and has... Hey, that's right! <laughs> and has talked a lot about breath of the wilds music uh both before and after the game came out uh and so we're gonna uh pick his brain for a little bit here uh and have him talk yeah. about a uh, soundtrack that he likes a lot that was a nice intro yes i love the soundtrack <laughs> I, I love the soundtrack it's actually like probably one of my favorite game soundtracks of all time so excited to talk about it it's yeah uh we'll get we'll get into i i guess now's the time i i feel like there's a perception of 
of the Breath of the Wild soundtrack as one that people are kind of like, eh, it's not as big of a deal as some other Zelda soundtracks, but I'm like, I extremely disagree. Yes, me too. And I I understand where that sentiment comes from. I think there's a specific type of gamer or listener, I guess, who like just wants to hear the hits, you know? Like they want the Gerudo Valley, they want the Lost Woods, they want the stuff, you know, they want the hits. So from that perspective, I can I can empathize why they might not be so excited about this, but come on. There's well, even among, like, even not in terms of being a Zelda game, the Breath of the Wild soundtrack is very minimalist and doesn't have the... It, it doesn't reach out and grab you with, like, big memorable melodies, even not even talking about whether they're remixes of existing yeah, themes, yeah. right? Just there's a lot of quietness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so it can be hard to it can be hard for people to really get in on because uh not to slight it, but I hope you understand what I mean when I say there's not much to it in certain mm-hmm. ways. I mean it's yeah, it's very understated. It is um it it references things when it needs to, and there's a lot of original stuff as well that's fantastic. I think that and I write about this in the the article I wrote, but basically, like, I feel like it had to be this way. Um, if you're going to make a game where you can, there's, like, there's no, it's, like, one continuous game, right? Like, world. Like, other than the shrines and, like, specific, like, going into a house or something, like, there's no sense of discrete space. It's all one continuous space. And so I feel like if you were to write your traditional, like, uh, you know, Zelda overworld music or whatever, it would grate on you really, really fast. Like, I can't imagine listening to, like, the same, you know, two-minute loop, which is kind of like the standard loop length, right? For, like, yeah, you know, however true. long you spend exploring Hyrule Field, it's like, it would it would tire you out. In the liner notes for, for the the soundtrack, they mentioned that they were when they were trying out different, like, audio identities for the game... Uh, they at one point just plugged in like Twilight Princess music, and it was like absurd. Yeah, to constantly have <laughs> just like the, like you know, like that game has a distinctive style to it, but it's also a very like the music's constantly going and orchestral and in your face. Yeah, yeah, and that just got exhausting to play with, as opposed to what they ended up with in Breath of the Wild, which is something more understated. Yeah, that actually makes me. Th- uh, this is great. I'm like literally like thinking of stuff right now, like on the fly. But like, um, with traditional Zelda music or traditional like just uh, you know music as most people ex- like think about it, it's like there's like a narrative to the music, right? There's like uh, a sense of like you establish your home key, and then like there's some development, and then there's like a recapitulation to the cadence and. There's, like, this whole, like, narrative arc to music, generally speaking, right? And it's, like, yeah, uh-huh. you cannot force someone to, like, relive that narrative arc over and over, like, when there's not, there's not much going on. Like, a lot of the game is such, like, understated, like, exploration, and it's not, like, like, and this is the reason why when you get to Hyrule Castle, they pull out all the, they pull out all the, all the, all the stops, right? Because it's, like... There's a narrative purpose. It's like you're there and literally like there's a journey for you 
when you enter the castle, like, your your goal is to reach Ganon and defeat Ganon, right? So, like, there's a whole narrative arc, so the music, like, perfectly supports that. When you're, like, in Hyrule Field, who knows what you're doing? You might be doing nothing. So, like, it's, like, I think it'd be comical to have, like, orchestral music playing. Like, you have some sort of purpose going on when you might just be, like, I don't know, like, shooting birds or something. Like... <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so how ecstatic were you when that first revealed trailer happened and you realized the main instrument was going to be a piano as a piano <laughs> composer? Nice. Great question. I have so much to say. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. As a pianist, I will say like, I am biased, right? As a pianist and pr- composer who primarily writes for piano, right? Like this was like, that's in part why I like the soundtrack, but I think it's because, in, uh, you know, piano music is sort of typecast in soundtracks, generally speaking. Like, you use mm-hmm. it in very, like, you know, in movies and stuff, you use it in kind of, like, tender, emotional, melodramatic moments. Sometimes, you know, like, K-drama, it's often associated with, or just, like, melodramatic stuff. Um, in video games, you you pretty much hear it in, like, water and ice levels, and it's usually the upper register of the piano. It's, like, the higher... <laughs> Right, it's the higher notes on the key on the keys, and they they have a very specific timbre that I think naturally lends itself to like ice levels and ice, you know, music, snow levels, that sort of yeah. thing. Right, so that's like the typecast for for piano, um, and so Breath of the Wild is amazing because it it like uses the full range of the piano and it uses it for different things, like. Probably the Guardian theme is, like, the most, like, left-field use of piano music in video games, like, that I can remember. You know, like, the initial, like, thing, which, like, I think is, like, tr- like triggering for everyone, right? Like, they hear it and they're like, oh, shit, like, uh-huh, there's a Guardian. Uh-huh. And, like, and then after that, the, um, the, like, the repeated pattern is, like, low. Like, it actually uses the lower register of the piano, which I think usually doesn't get used um so like they you know she managed to i think it was monaka kataoka who composed that one um like she managed to make the piano sound menacing which is like not something that you really see ever um so yeah i feel like where you hear the lower register piano stuff is very much like just big booming just droning sounds like bom bom normally in games mm-hmm. whereas in Breath of the Wild actually uses it melodically mhm kind of which is yeah it's 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 a very distinct sound uh yeah that is it... definitely it 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 uses the lower register in a lot of interesting ways i think in the overworld theme like in the overworld like the shoot actually you know i actually have the sheet music somewhere and my piano is actually hooked up to this so i could potentially play it but okay it, maybe we'll get Do there it. later maybe we'll get there later i, I need to i would need to find <laughs> the thing but um yeah because i was i was when i was writing the um the opening and ending i was like uh for the podcast i was like um studying this stuff just to get like ideas right because um mm. i think you know you wanted sure sure stuff from the game so let me see if i can actually pull up one of the things I was looking at, maybe it's not on my. I computer, think we talked though. about like borrowing for the 
theme music t- talked about borrowing uh themes from the game mm-hmm. and talked about um the pi- using the piano obviously yeah and i think the effect that we may have had is that people might think that it is just music from the game yeah because <laughs> it sounds exactly yes, like it. that's <laughs> yeah, it's true i had a lot of fun just playing it um okay uh i'm like this is not the one i used but this might be the one here okay so i'm gonna test this okay you hear that okay okay yeah okay yes um i'm looking for like that specific pattern okay but the point I'm trying to before I find it and get it. The point I was trying to make is, um, it they use a lot of playing something very high in the register and then playing something very low in the register, and the effect of that is <laughs> it feels open, like it feels like there's a lot of space, and you perceive that space, and it mm. fits with the amount of space, you know, in the game. Like it feels open. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't I don't know why that like works, but like I, you know, like when you talk about voicing in piano, you can play something in closed position, you know, which is like right, that's like very close together. Whereas if you play something like very um separated, it could be like that just feels more open, you know? You feel like there's more space going yeah. on. Yeah. Um so I think there's a lot of like upper and lower register use, um to evoke that feeling which is very cool um yeah so one thing i needed to ask you specifically because you might be able to know this uh when they okay so they they that first breath of the wild like trailer where they actually name dropped the name um it used the the main breath of the wild theme mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, you analyzed. You have a giant mm-hmm. article about like digging into that theme yeah. and analyzing that, and like before the game had even come out, we're like talking about that. Um, and there's some good stuff to talk about there. But I specifically need to know what's up with the part where the audio purposely cuts out. And oh god, quiet for a second. I don't like that either. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, that's that's not some musical trick. That's not no, something that is beyond my I head. I almost personally, I actually almost felt like it. Um, no, I don't. I don't know if it was intentional. Like I always, I, I almost worried that like they did that and like, um, like there was some sort of mistake or something. Like I don't know. It almost sounds like it was cut off like digitally. Like not like when they were playing they like all stopped playing and then started playing again yeah it literally sounds like they like cut it off and then started it i don't know like maybe someone made a mistake and they didn't have time to re-record i i, I actually don't know why and it it still bugs me like i actually prefer um okay. versions of it that like that just like links it together yeah it's always okay, that's me. interesting because i just <laughs> that is something that I thought they were specifically going for something that I was not understanding, but that's good to know that it is just jarring in the way <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. you know. It is super jarring. Um, but, yeah. but other than that, that is a good main, the main theme is very good. It is. Um, yep. And I think it is pretty sure it's based on the Song of Time. That was the thesis of that first essay I wrote anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, a lot, a lot of Zelda music goes back to that same 
uh, oh gosh, I'm like out of my depth here, but did you write an article that, or did somebody, or did I just read an article out there somewhere, uh, talking about how, you know, Ocarina of Time had a musical instrument you could play, and it only had so many notes, and so a lot of Zelda music kind of circles around those notes oh, interesting. as a key component. I did not write that, but that's a very cool concept, for sure. Um, yeah. Who wrote that? I gotta, I'll remember I... who wrote that by the end of this. But yeah, because... And even that, you know, the, they had to pick those notes so that they could include Zelda's lullaby, right? Because that was a song that came from Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... And then a lo- going forward, just a lot of music ends up relying on those notes whatever was that in dan bruno's yes thank you it was dan bruno's article yes okay thank you i'll find that article and dig it up sweet yeah um and so if this is based on song of time that's almost just kind of circling around the same set of notes but obviously we got room to embellish here and there yeah this isn't skyward sword where we're just flipping the song around yeah um yeah okay well wait Speaking of flipping things around. Yes. I wanted to bring this up when you were talking about the music cutting out in the trailer. In Breath of the Wild, there are notes that sound weird because they are piano notes reversed. Yeah. Def- yes. I yeah, I forgot about Yeah, they, they do that. That's what's going on is that it's a piano that they turn yep. backwards? Yep. Yeah, they're li- literally just like taking okay. the, uh, yeah, the WAV file and, and playing it backwards. Those always sound like they're supposed to be signaling to me that something creepy is happening. Yes. But it's just walking around in the morning or something. Well, I think that happens when um, the monsters come back to life, like the the Blood Moon. Oh, yeah. So it's like their uh, you know, lives are... I think that are... it happens in non-Blood Moon contexts, yeah, too, I, I think. I think you're right. I just can't think of... Um, those cases like the one that jumps out to me is the blood moon and it's like oh it's because they're coming back to life so they're reversing the the notes and that makes sense um yeah i think you're right in that it definitely appears in other contexts i just can't remember off the top of my head where that happens well this will be fun for me to edit in every piece of music that we talk about (laughs) this doesn't have to go up instantly you can take your time with this that's right, I can. I <laughs> we got a pretty good buffer episodes. Um, yeah. Uh, bu- 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 okay, uh, I guess the big thing is you have the other article about Breath of the Wild's music where you contrast its background with other open world games where other open world games, I th- think you specifically point out like Bethesda games. Yeah, like I the, use Skyrim. The, the Elder's Scroll. Mm-hmm. I use Skyrim as an example, and I use Minecraft as an example. Um, right, so I think for those two, with Skyrim, I was kind of, I think, kind of forgetting. I think, like, with Skyrim, it was more ambient. Like, there wasn't much melody. Yeah. It was kind of just like a, kind of like a, la- it felt like a layer of sound, right, that you kind of just was always there. Um, and Minecraft is very similar, where it's a lot of ambient. Minecraft, um, well, Minecraft has, like, like a little piano, like, ditty, basically, play, right? But then it'll, like, it, mm-hmm. it'll be silent for a long stretches of time, and then the little p- piano melody song will play, and then it'll fade out, and then it'll be silent again for a long time. So, I, like, to me, those are, like, the two different, and I think they both work 
well, right? Um, yeah. And Breath of the Wild kind of feels like a combination of those two in some ways. Like, it there's more, like, there is stuff going on more often, um, but it's not ambient. It's like, it is more melodic, but it's also pretty, like, um, fragmented, too. That was the the big takeaway from that and the and the Twitch talk is how uh, it employs fragmentation, uh, which was really an interesting thing to read about. Yeah, um, and it, it that's right. I'm. <laughs> it's funny. It's been so long. <laughs> Actually, I'm like forgetting about stuff. But yeah, it like it it uses fragmentation in a lot of different ways. Like. Um, you know, in the overworld theme, it's to kind of like split out the melody, so you don't, you kind of can't predict when things are happening. So again, it creates that open yeah. feeling, right? Like if you imagine like, um, like the sheet music for this piece, like maybe someone wrote like a little piano piece, right? And then like someone else just like ripped up the pieces of paper and like put them all further away from each other, and then the note, so the notes <laughs> are like more stretched out, like lower register, higher register, and the like the time in between the notes is stretched out. And I think that all serves to create like a more open feeling, um, like a feeling that you're in like this great space that you can't uh, explore fully. Well, when you talk about someone cutting it up and uh, is, I, I forget where I read this, so I'm going to ask you if it's true that the overworld music in Breath of the Wild is uh, generated to a degree, like they put together phrases on a procedural basis or something oh you mean like they have different phrases and then like it's kind of like random or it's like random which ones play? Ra- random to a degree yeah um i actually don't know if that's i don't know i actually don't think that's true but i, I could be wrong um and i'm basing this off the fact that like when you look at the sheet music for Hyrule Field online, just like people, different people like having transcribed it. Um, things are always in the mm-hmm. same order. Um, okay. But I don't know if that's... I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I haven't looked into it. because, right. Like, yeah, I haven't like played, um, like actually turned on the game and played it. I've just kind of sat there and like played the music or listened to the music and it, you know, there it has to be consistent. So... Yeah, I might sure. be too far removed from the game at this point to remember exactly how they implemented. But I want to say that it, it at Let least me is explain. in the same... There's this naked guy in a pool and he wakes up. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, no, I played it. It feels like so long ago. It came out four years ago, right? 2017? It came out four years ago. Can you believe yeah. that? But Well, wait, but one of you is playing it for the first time, right? N- not no, quite. No. Oh, second have played okay. it before i am replaying it uh, i didn't 100 percent it the first ah, time i okay. played it i got enough percent in and finished and was happy yeah. uh but now i'm gonna get everything oh my god every korok he says he's gonna get everything can you believe this guy my god okay well that's that's impressive I mean, if anything, it's going to give us plenty of long time to talk about the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're on week 13 of Korok counting. Nice. 
Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He's imagining the dystopian future that our podcast will arrive in. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. It's fine. I'm making a very good pace on those little guys. Uh, let's talk about uh, favorite songs. Yeah. Uh, um, because we can't. We I I put here. You cannot ask Jason to pick apart every single song. <laughs> Uh, I have I have, I have highlights. Time. I have a lot of things and but yeah. But what songs do you like? Yeah, Jason? highlights. So my favorite songs are all ones, and I think this is true generally with video game music, right? I think like, well, so people definitely listen to video game music uh, without having played the game, like sometimes, right? Like there are certain games, yeah. But I sure. think sure on the whole, um, the emotional connection to the music is often is is often related to like the emotional experience of playing the game and like there's like specific moments in breath of the wild specifically that i think are like that for for me like my personal playthrough were like unforgettable to me because of the music um so the things that off the top of my head that like i like love these tracks both riding themes like when you're on the horse because the first time you get mm-hmm. on a horse and you're like, okay, I'm on a horse now, and you start riding, and the music starts, and it's like, it's the, do I still have this in my fingers? I was playing it a lot. No, it's something else. Um, <laughs> I almost played this. I almost played the, <laughs> le, yeah. Um, that doesn't play when you're on a horse. No. <laughs> um, but the, the that track, like, the piano, um, like pattern, actually, like. The arpeggios actually like feel like they're in time with the hooves um, touching the ground, right? Yes. It's like yes. it like matches the um, the rhythm of the galloping horse, and then you're riding. You're like, oh, this is really cool. I already, I already like this track, and then you get you're rewarded for staying on the horse and riding for a long time or for a little bit because then you know if, in the daytime then Zelda's, Zelda's lullaby plays on the violin. And then at night, the main Zelda theme plays on the violin. And it's like, that's like yeah. a magical moment. Like, like just one of my favorite like musical game moments ever. Um, so yeah, love that. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I didn't, you know, the thing that's cool is like everyone's experience, like first time experience with the music can be different. But like for me, that was like one of the coolest things ever was hearing the Zelda Zolobi, um kind of like come it almost feels like it's like floating in from like the past while you're riding because it's like it's, it yes. starts out very quiet and it's very slow right so it takes like a moment for you to register what it is um and it's so cool it's one of my favorite tracks for sure um okay so there <laughs> there's that one um other like moments um so I mean, this is not a Breath of the Wild original track, Burrito Village, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Dragon Roost Island um, remix. But what's cool about this one is it feels very, very deliberately planned the way that the music is. So um, when the, the track starts, there's a statement of Rivali's theme first. And at this point, you, you know, this. If, if you're entering for the first time, you don't know what this theme is, so you just like, okay, this is like a new theme. Mm-hmm. So Rivali's theme plays, and you're like, I don't know what this is. And then there's a like this big orchestral uh, like build up with the strings, 
right? There's yeah. this huge buildup, and then, like, after the buildup, then it's like, okay, Dragon Roost Island, and you're like, oh, I recognize this. So, <laughs> you know how when you come to, uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess there's multiple entrances, but the main way you get to Redo Village is, like, you, you reach the drawbridge, like, the, the bridges, right? Like you walk across a bridge, yeah. and you walk across a bunch another of bridge. tiny little column islands. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And you have to walk across all these bridges. The music starts when you start crossing the first bridge. Um, so you hear this theme, and you're walking, and you're talking to the people, whatever. At least for me, literally the moment I reached the spire is when the Dragon Roost Island theme came in. So it was like perfect. <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh, this is the like. It, it's just. It was the most, like, cinematic thing without it being scripted at all, you know? Um, and right. that's, like, I talked about this in, our, in the article, too, but that's, like, that's my favorite thing about the music in this game, is, like, they somehow managed to, like, write music for the game to sub, like, to make your individual unique playthrough feel cinematic and unscripted at the same time. Yeah. They definitely put some thought into where, and uh, in other ways, they the the devs, you know, the the Zelda team plus, you know, the who were the the Xenoblade folks, Platinum, not Platinum, oh, I forget the name of that studio, uh, but the the folks that made the world spent a lot of time thinking very hard about how the players will move through mm -hmm. it and like where. Like, it, it visually, where their eyes will be drawn, or not drawn to, to provide clues in the environment. And I guess that even extends to the music, where it's like, okay, how far of a lead-in do we want to put on this? Because by the time they pass through here, then we'll get the full, the full swell of the musical well, pass. Well, in the same we'll way yeah. you uh, see composers composing for films, and, you know, you have the, they're, it's on the, being projected on the screen, and the person is... Uh, I guess I'm imagining someone conducting music for a film, mm -hmm. but I can imagine the composer of Rito Village, like r watching someone play Link walking up the mm. bridge and writing something out to match that length of time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And I wonder if they like. I don't know if they went to this extent, but it would have been kind of cool if they like had a bunch of different testers do it and they like figure out like the right like the average time you know <laughs> so everyone plays it differently but yeah. you know at least for me it like basically worked out perfectly i just remember like getting to the main tree or the spire or whatever and just being like oh dragon root silence it was like so cool well and you say that it's not uh that it's you know it could be the case this would be very easy to check, mm -hmm. but we won't. Uh, that <laughs> they could, you know, make it... Uh, I'm doing a good job of explaining this. They could, in the same way that the music in a Super Mario 3D World level ends in a way that matches however the music... Wherever the music was when you get to the end of the level, they have the music end in a way that matches wherever the melody oh. was. They could do that for Breath of the Wild too. It's possible. That would be crazy. I mean, they didn't do that for this game, and it worked in a lot of ways. But, yeah, I mean, if they... 
That's hard. That's like a that's well, like a what I'm real saying is, Are we sure that they didn't do it for this? Oh, game? it's I don't I don't. Think I'm pretty did. sure they didn't. Yeah, because I think like the the track okay. is the track, and you, yeah, it's I think that would be. I mean, that's like a real composition ex like exercise. That's that's tough. I I think writing an ending from different starting points is probably also easier because like I'm now now imagining like link like walking across the bridge and this like the strings are swelling is happening and they like he like turns around and like the strings like keep going they have to like keep <laughs> keep playing until you finally well that has been fire. a thing in other games <laughs> yeah i don't think it, they did it for this one but um that would be okay. really funny <laughs> um uh, yeah uh so monolith soft is who i was thinking of sorry. oh right yeah that they're the ones who did xenoblade they're the open world experts, right? Um, so other th- okay. Uh, oh, so on the go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think through all my other favorite tracks. I do have a lot. Like Hyrule Castle, obviously, just amazing. I think that was the big payoff for a lot of people musically, right? Like, yes, everyone wanted like the big orchestral thing. It's like you finally get it in Hyrule Castle, um, and it's like really. See, now I can't remember exactly but i think it's like five like six bars of seven eight and then one bar of eight eight wait no that's basically it's like a irregular meter for like six measures and then the seventh measure it's like a regular one and then eighth eighth beat it, it goes back it's it i don't know it's really it's really cool rhythmically too well this is something that we can check right away Yes, we should. I mean, I I do want to check it because it's like literally not difficult to count it. I just can't remember exactly what it was. Um, um, we have a bunch of five four for a while. Or wait, okay, yeah. So change? it goes to six four for yeah. like one bar, and then it goes or, and then it goes oh, back right. to five four. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, is there any part? Is there any part of Hyrule Castle that? is original to this game or is it just a bunch of themes you love piled on top of each other oh um because well, okay have, so 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 the main have... the main melody goes right so i know when i first yes. played like one of my friends asked me oh is that like um is that just like the 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 windfish theme right so it's like the same thing i don't think it is though because just because like i think it it's different i have the answer to this one oh yeah that is that is specifically not the ballad of the windfish but the variation on the ballad of the windfish from the face shrine the southern face shrine oh yes this is for real i know yeah this Sound like a crazy person saying this. Uh, I feel like we got into this on the Coherent podcast, didn't we? Zach? Yeah, we we did get into this. Yeah, we did talk about it. Oh, maybe it's it's a variation on it. Okay. I just, I'm surprised though. And it's a dead ringer for it. Okay. 
Um, I'm just surprised because I think I feel like Nintendo, um, like with their Zelda games, they have such like a uh, like a musical like pedigree like universe that they've created, right? Like it's like the mu- Zelda music uh, uh-huh. universe, yeah. and like um, whenever they like use a theme, it always feels very deliberate. And I yes. guess I didn't. So I was like, I don't think it's the Windfish, partly because I don't see the link between the Windfish and Hyrule Castle here. This is exactly the thought process that I had. Okay. Over and over again in my brain, I was thinking about this. Because everyone is saying the Ballad of the Windfish is in Hyrule Castle, and I'm like, that is a stupid place to use it. Yeah, I was like, but why? <laughs> it matches. It matches better musically the face shrine area, mm-hmm. which is a location of dread revelation, hmm. um, where things are building up to horrible lore implications. And in that way, I think it does match the uh, kind of dread of approaching Hyrule Castle. I think it it works. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I can, I, can, I, I can see that. Um yeah, because I, I think I think someone, when I re- originally heard about it, it was just like, oh, is this Battle of the Windfish? I was like, maybe, but I don't want, I like, I was like, I don't want it to be. It doesn't really make sense to me, but yes, th- that, exactly. but that, that makes, that makes more sense. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, then, you know, they reference Zelda's lullaby and the main, main theme, depending on whether or not you're inside or outside. Um, but yeah, I love that track. Mostly like the rhythm like the meter irregular meter is such a cool thing it feels like like the five the six bars of five four and then doing a full bar uh, like a full six four bar it's like um it feels like you're trying and trying not getting there in the first six bars and then the the seventh bar you like get there you know (laughs) yeah um which is a it's a great musical like metaphor for hyrule castle so so the Hyrule Castle, it's got that, it's got, it, it plays some of the, does it play some of the Hyrule Castle theme, or is that just relegated to when the king is talking in the cutscene? I, I don't remember. think it, maybe a little bit. The mm. da, 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 da. Yeah. Or no, that's Ganon, maybe that's not. Ganon's theme. Oh, that oh sorry. Plays, that yeah, plays yeah, during the Hyrule Castle, but you're thinking oh, of. where does death, does, I'm thinking of the, uh. Yeah. Um. Da, da, oh, da, you're thinking da, of level da, nine. Da. I know the answer to this one, right. too. Oh yeah, no, oh, no. I, I was thinking of both the one that uh, that Jason was playing just now, uh, and I was also going to ask, somewhere in the game you mentioned in the talk that uh, it plays the level 9 LOZ dungeon theme, uh, and is that in Hero Castle, or is that somewhere no, else? No, that's in, um, <laughs> that's in uh, Death Mountain. It's really good. Because it's Death Mountain. It's like the same place, okay. and yeah, 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 that's in the, and it's it's super like... It's very low-key. It's like... <laughs> um, it's, it's very... It, well, I remember hearing it when you get to the Goron mining camp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's... And it's just... this, like... What is the instrument being used there? Um, here, let me find this. Some yeah. really kind of quiet percussion. Yeah, so the track is just Death Mountain, right? And you're saying what is the instrument that plays the, the Death Mountain theme from the original Legend of Zelda? Yeah xylophone or something i'm gonna pull it up now too or no it's not the death the very exciting 
it's called Field, and then in parentheses, Volcano. I think that's the one. Oh! This one I pulled up, it has, it's very obviously the level 9 theme in piano. In piano? Yeah, I think it is in piano. Zach, can you link me to this? This is a very exciting part of the podcast where we're all listening to YouTube videos. <laughs> the listener is hearing all this, Zach. Oh, hey, good job, I listeners. did a good job of editing all this. Oh, yeah, it's piano. It's just piano. Yeah. Bum, no one's bum, linking bum, me to this. Bum, bum. That's cool. You know what's cool? Original Legend of Zelda. And, again, another good use of low piano register. You know, can do low register for the volcano, high register for the icy stuff. And so I imagine it does show up in the ice regions, too, the piano. Yeah, although I think they use a lot of... Um, I think, that, you know, funny, funny you mentioned that. I think in the ice areas, they don't use piano in the way that often games do in that like kind of cliche way because i think, yeah yeah i think they like intentionally were like well let's not do this typecast thing for the piano let's do let's use some other instruments um i think there's more like bells and other instruments um for the ice areas i'm like trying to find it now um they kind of end up using now i'm now i'm thinking about the music i've heard in the game recently and i know like the forest does that like high high end piano sound mm-hmm. with that loop as you're like going through the lost woods part yeah okay so in the ice areas they they don't use the piano they use like a per- i wish i knew the name of instruments i'm not like a orchestra guy but like they use like this percussive instrument um it has the same kind of similar ish timbre as like a high uh high register like piano where it kind of sounds like ice um but it's not piano like they they don't mm, use okay. piano it seems like at all almost they, it's like this per- percussive instrument instead trying to break the mold yeah um I mean, now that I think about it, like, I feel like if they had used, like, the trip typical, like, icy snow piano thing, it would have sounded almost like, like it didn't belong. Because that's, like, what you it hear in like other game. It sounded like a Banjo-Kazooie level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think those are, like, my favorites. I mean, there's so many good ones. Like, um, a yeah. lot of good, like, good original tracks that are orchestral. Like, the... Um, the music that plays when you fight the flying um, divine beast um, battle against Varuta, I think, is the one. That one's extremely cool. Um, same as the one when you fight the, the the elephant as well. Like all of the divine beast battle ones are are really cool, and it, it makes sense. It's like I feel like the fights against the divine beast, like not when you're in the divine beast, but when you're fighting the beast to like go into it. Um, those sequences are very cinematic, and I feel like they wrote the music yes. to fit that. Um, so those are all really they're good. Very, they're extremely authored, and it's funny how the game has, you know, voice acting, but it only shows up in certain key moments, yeah. including those those scenes. But it's all, it, it, when I did the, the, I did the, the Elephant Divine Beast, and there's absolutely no voice acting before 
the sequ- the action sequence starts, and then there's voice acting in the action sequence, and then no voice acting immediately afterwards. And it's very much like, oh, that's where the effort Ooh, was Ooh, yeah, I like that. That, <laughs> on, that definitely fits. On like, that end. Yeah, it's like the sequence is fairly, you know, fairly scripted in terms of, like, what you're supposed to do. Like, can't do much else other than do the fight and the yeah, music yeah. and the voice acting. Yeah, that's really deliberate. It's very cool. That is a great counterpoint to when we discussed this on an earlier episode of the podcast where I made the case that it was not deliberate and it seemed to me that it, like was rushed or something so i i mean deliberate could mean that as well i think (laughs) (laughs) they deliberately ran out of time and didn't realize that they needed to bookend their cutscenes. uh but they definitely cared a lot about those sequences enough to Mm -hmm. like really make sure that they tuned it in you know gameplay visually and audially Mm -hmm. um hateno village i think fully original track for this game definitely like a really one of my favorites too um that also reminded me i really like how they handled day and night versions of tracks um because it's not just a tempo change like they the tracks will slow down and it's not just like an instrumental change i like that they actually shift the pitch down too like the the key actually changes from day and night versions of tracks like um Mm. and that's impressive like from a composer perspective because like they have to write in like okay when when it changes from day to night you're gonna like transition over to this other version of the same track but you're also gonna like like modulate down a key and that's like it's very cool and they do that for you know, day to night, but also for night to day, and then they have to figure out a ma- way to make it sound cool when it like slows down, and the instruments change, and the key changes. It's really like that as well. And did did you have an article about that, or is this another case of someone else wrote an article and they all blend together in our brains? <laughs> someone else, I, <laughs> someone else, I think. I don't think I wrote about day night okay. cycles. Uh, all the all the town music in this game is good. Mm-hmm. Um. I like Terrytown. Oh yeah, that's uh, a good one. So now you've got the author, the the you've got the list of who wrote what stuff. Am I remembering correctly that Terrytown was composed by um, the lady that also did the New Leaf soundtrack? Ooh. Or is that something I have just willed into existence Ooh. in my head that that must be true? Um, I mean, here, let me. It, it's gotta be. It's gotta be right. That is such an Animal yeah. Crossing song. <laughs> It is, now that you pointed out. I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Um, okay, let me. Well, okay, I don't, I don't know if... I, I'm still looking for the actual track. Um, <laughs> this is a long... I wish I could do a control F. Maybe I'll just search, like, Terrytown. Okay. So it's um, Yasuaki Iwata. I don't know. I can... Oh, that's not, that's, that's not who I thought it was, I don't think. I am Googling. What has he done? Uh, it's, uh, let's see. Mario Kart 8, Breath of the Wild, and Arms. Oh, no, he also okay. did some music for Arms. New Horizons. I don't know I don't know which tracks in New Horizons, but, um... But it looks like he did some of the music. Okay, but not Zach's beloved New Leaf composer. Okay, here, here's the real secret reason we got you on the podcast. I need to know, yes. Jason, uh... 
your opinion of Animal Crossing soundtracks because Ooh. I've played a lot of New Horizons this past year. Yeah. And I don't think it has as good of a soundtrack as some other Animal Crossing games. Oof. Um, okay. <laughs> it depends. I, I feel like they have... It depends on what kind of mood you're in. So, like, I think New Horizons is great for... New Horizons is more, like, uppity. Not, that's not the right word. Just, like, up, yeah. it's, it's more it's more outgoing. Um, you know, like, the 5 p.m. track is fantastic. The noon track. I really like the fishing contest one as well. But they all have this yeah. sense of, like... They have a sense of, like, swagger. I mean, especially the 5 p.m. one. Yeah. But, like, even the other ones feel mm-hmm. very, like, I'm cool. My, my island is cool place to hang out um personally my favorite animal crossing soundtrack is new leaf yes um and because new leaf has a melancholic edge on everything like the 5 p.m theme for new leaf just makes me feel a certain type of way like it just i don't it i like i literally can imagine like a sun like looking at a sunset and feeling kind of sad and that's like exactly what 5 p.m. from New Leaf does. So New yeah, Leaf is I, my favorite. Okay, I feel I'm vindicated because I also feel the same way. Uh, when I want them to play 7 p.m. at my funeral. <laughs> like, okay, fine, I'll play 7 p.m. at your funeral. I was just gonna say, because you have that edge, you have tracks like 7 p.m. that are too sad for when I'm playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, it depends so, I on guess, depends on what kind of person you are. <laughs> I when I if I'm playing Animal Crossing, I want to be in a oversaturated fairy tale world full of talking animals <laughs> who are just cheery all the time. And I like when the cranky villagers are kind of mean, but I don't want to be sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's valid. That's completely yeah. valid. No, then I would okay. say New Horizons is great. Thank you for permitting this uh, this tangent. tangent. Yes. Uh, everybody. By the uh, way, I... Cherrytown is dev... Oh, good. Sorry, I just I just remembered, because um, I'm looking at like the, the, you know, the full Japanese soundtrack for Breath of the Wild. I think the Animal Crossing one just dropped, and I was like, oh, I should get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Nintendo did not pay me uh, to say but that. But Terrytown, Terrytown is the most Animal Crossing town in Breath of the Wild. So that all fits. Yeah, and it has Definitely. a pretty New Leaf kind of sad music. It's God, I love um, I love the Terrytown theme. Every time somebody leaves somewhere, that plays that little sting. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Yeah, lots to say uh, about this soundtrack. I'm just trying to think, like, um, I'm just looking through the track list now, because I think there's, like... Uh, I think you pointed Zach, out on Twitter... Let Jason talk. No, 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 oh, I'm sorry. no, no, no. I, go, go for it. I was going to say, you pointed out on Twitter that uh, Mifa's theme is just Mifa. <laughs> I I didn't find that. I, I retweeted someone else who found that, but yeah, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's so great. It's, like, <laughs> which is really genius. Good. Um... <laughs> There's a bunch of musical names there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just genius. I don't know. Like, that's... I love that. Um, oh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. The Talus battle. So I love the Talus battle music. Um, like, the percussion. Again, like, they just pick the instruments that, like, evoke whatever thing it is. 
like it's a lot of percussion and it sounds like rocks you know um but there's that like um there's that like xylophone ish like that uh, arpeggio pattern that like that really fast one that plays that kind of sounds like the gamecube um like startup sound yeah. yes oh i forgot about <laughs> I really that like yes that. <laughs> yeah big fan of that um Cass or Cos, I don't know. Cass Cass's theme is good. The uh, the accordion. To me, that one like I think I love how you know because when you're in the overworld, it's a lot of like more scattered, like you know again fragmented. It's not the music doesn't feel like it's in one piece. Um, but then when you hear mm-hmm. Cass's theme, like that's like someone's playing a song and it's a song and it has like a very like clear beginning, middle, and there's like a narrative, there's like a cadence, right? So like it's it's I mean it's also an accordion, but yeah, it, it's immediately stands out against everything else. Um, it's always kind of cool when you can like hear it way off in the distance because it contrasts. I never thought of that. That Cass has to play an accordion so that you know that it's not part of the soundtrack like they had to pick an instrument that they weren't using in the non-diegetic music yeah yeah and it's also just like yeah structurally a lot like it just sounds so different from everything yeah, else yeah. that's going on so it, yeah it actually sounds like because like you know here if you're walking around in the wilderness you don't hear music so like if you are walking around in the wilderness and you do hear music it should sound different than whatever music is just playing um, in the background. So, I like then that. they use the accordion again when you fight the, um, the blight Ganon. Is it wind blight? Oh, on the big bird. They have accordion in that. I believe it. I just can't. Uh, yeah. Each of the blight fights mm-hmm. uh, has the melody in a different. Uh, instrument i think oh and right that matches the, like the profile of that area basically right yeah so yeah. it's it's funny that birds are accordion is not <laughs> uh-huh. it you would well, normally it is kind draw of like that a, connection yeah i guess nor like the the easy way to go would be like a woodwind but accordion does use air you yeah. know so yeah <laughs> yeah i like that um I really like so that you know how there's like the the field tracks right like field Hyrule field and then there's extreme like the ones in the icy area and the field area but then there's like these supplementary exploration tracks like cave and waterside which yeah I love those too because those um again they serve like the cinematic moment that's like an unscripted cinematic moment where like you come across a river or you come across a cave and like um the music shifts like very subtly but then like you notice it almost subconsciously and you're like oh i'm in a new place and i really like that too i never noticed that there even had a separate cave track until playing this time and i'm like oh like what is this cool song that's playing and it like it it morphs in and out like it, it transitions between the two songs really well in a way that yeah just all of a sudden now the, the music signals a change in the environment. Yeah, I love I love that, and um, and I think <laughs> it does that with the, the with the weather too, right? Um, oh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now yes. I think about it, it must. There yeah. is a video by Scruffy about this very 
very, very specific detail of the music responding to the weather in a way that I won't bother trying to explain right now. <laughs> we'll link it when this episode goes up. Dang, I'm super curious now. Because I, I, I like, in my head, I'm like, okay, it definitely changes, but I don't remember, like, what happens. But that's very cool. I will watch that video after this. Um, yeah, like, I think part of the reason, like, the like the cave and water side transitions work. So I think it's easy to transition to those because the music is so fragmented. You can use any moment of silence. Yeah. Right. To transition over. But then the reason I think you perceive that, um, that change is like the timbre shift. Like cave has that like almost digital kind of like whirring sound. And then water side's got like that very unique, um, again, it's like a percussion instrument of some sort that, sound that you don't really hear anywhere else in the other tracks yeah i have no idea what you guys are talking about but i know that if i heard them i would know immediately yeah like you could blindfold me and you could take me through the soundtrack and i would know where i was yeah what time of day it is you've played the game enough that you could probably tell where you're at based on sound to some extent yeah no i love that I love that about about this. Oh. I was I was actually um, because I needed some horse sound effects for an April Fool's Day prank. Uh. I was picking up the um, uh, the sound effect files and uh, specifically for animals, and each biome has like four different bugs <laughs> and three different birds that are interspersed with the soundscape uh, so that you not only you know where you are, but it doesn't get monotonous because there's a whole range of wildlife oh, associated with, with that place that you don't see. Oh, that's amazing. I never even noticed that. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like real life. It's like, um, you know, like people who are like birders, like they'll hear something and be like, oh, that's like a bird from, you know, east side of the United States. Like, that's not a recording that happened on the West Coast. <laughs> like, the fact that, you know, <laughs> people can pick up on that stuff, which is very cool. Um, one other thing, I'm just like scrolling through the track list, right? Um, Nintendo likes to go in on the uh, desert mini boss battles. You know? Like, the, <laughs> like the, all, all of the, <laughs> All of the tracks, like, or not mini boss, but just boss, like all of the ones where it's like some giant sandworm, they have great music. Mulduga battle in this one, and then in um, Wind Waker, like the the sandworm mm. track, like they're all so good. <laughs> um, now the DLC added an extra Mulduga or a super Muldu Muldu King, right? Something. Oh, I haven't with done that its one. own version of the music. I think so. Oh, does it have a different track? It's very good. Oh, I shoot. think so. I'm not sure. That's cool. Um, and it's fairly obvious for the Mulduga battle track, but worth calling out anyway. I think is like you know, it's it's, a, it's playing one thing when it's under the sand, and then when you manage to knock it out, then the like yeah. the the happy melody plays or whatever. Yeah, like it's also like extremely cinematic the first time it happens, right? Like. Um, and it's like super memorable. Like I feel like I just remember 
I don't remember necessarily like all like specific details, but I remember all of those like moments when I was playing the game. Like the first time I fought Moldugo, mm-hmm. the first time I rode a horse, the first time like that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. Which, well, yeah, yeah. this the Breath of the Wild isn't a game about a plot per yeah. se, right? Yeah. It's about those moments, and so you don't write a soundtrack that takes you on this prescribed emotional journey, you write this, the thing that we've already been saying about. Yeah. It's fragmented because your journey is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love this game. Love the love the soundtrack. Um, it's been a while since I've actually played it, though. Like, it's one thing to, like, I'll, I'll definitely, like, just listen to these tracks um or like yeah. play them on the piano but like it's a different thing to actually you know actually the, the <laughs> i i played the like the hyrule warriors like age of calamity game oh and that actually uses a lot of the music from this because i mean it just makes sense right like so i <laughs> that's probably what's what's more in my head and that's you know that's gonna be mostly like very orchestral because you know it's like a it's very funny how that team. I, I watched my brother play through uh, that game, and you know the the uh, the team that makes those games is very fond of just doing their rock guitar thing. Yeah, and for them to have to like purposely withhold from doing that is very fun. <laughs> they did. They did good. I feel. I I like recognized a bunch of things. You know, they used me for Steam and all the like the Zora fights and. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. You respected the. Uh... There's like one source material. They, they they bring out the main Zelda theme for like one fight in a way that I'm like, okay, all right, I do like the song. This yeah. Is good. <laughs> Even though the, the, that song doesn't show up in Breath of the Wild in that way, I'm like, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. You're doing a cool fight. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I'll play that game uh, in a million years when I'm done with getting all those Koroks. <laughs> um. <laughs> There was one other thing. I again, I think this is like a thing in the in my article, but like I'm looking at like Mifa's theme, right? Like, um, the game usually has music that's looped, but looped in a way where it feels like where it, you can't necessarily tell it's looped. Like we were just discussing, like, oh, for the Hyrule Field music, is it like randomly generated or is it always following a thing? Like the fact that we don't know is a testament that they like yes managed to get us to not think about the loop right or like not perceive the loop so like mm-hmm. in either way they mm-hmm. succeeded mm-hmm. um and then on the other side of like a loop is like the, this idea of through composed music right which is like a piece of music where there there aren't any repeated sections and like those are reserved for like the cin- cinematic moments where with specific characters that are like from the past so like mifa's theme is like a through composed like theme and rivali's theme is through composed where like it has a very distinct beginning and very distinct end and there's no like part of it that is designed to loop um and it's like narratively dead yeah they're in they're in the past it's a memory it's like that's like the loops are for the present and then the through composed stuff are is for the past that stuff is really cool too. <laughs> That's very very cool. I look. I 
no lie, I definitely tear up when I listen to writing. Day and night. But probably day. I like day slightly more. It's not as dark. Um, oh, I like the night the night writing one so much. Yeah. Is there any other burning questions about specific songs you've got, uh, Ryan? Um, I'm looking at the same notes that you're looking at. <laughs> also in that talk, he, Jason, shouts out the Bomberman Hero soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The Bomberman Hero soundtrack. Jason, yo! yo. Bomberman Hero soundtrack rules. It is one of the best soundtracks ever. Um, it's so it good. It is. Jun Ch- Ch- Chiki Chikuma is the composer. So she yes. has a SoundCloud, and you can listen to like stuff that she makes, and it's still well. So she's made some stuff that's like very, very like I, I don't know if I'm calling it avant-garde is correct, but like it's very strange and out there. But she's also got some stuff that's like more in the vein of the Bomberman Hero OST stuff. That's really good. But yeah, I love the Bomberman Hero OST. It's just like they just—it's it's a completely like superfluous to the game itself, <laughs> like. It's it's entirely like I mean she she had made all those other Bomberman soundtracks and just they they, they let gave her free reign and she just went in. Yeah. No, I love it so much. It's like so can I just do breakbeats for this game? Okay, yeah, cool. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um all the tracks pretty much are, are really good. Favorites are definitely like Oh, I like the redial. The third track is really good. That's like a favorite. Yeah. That's the one that Zach linked me to when he was trying to tell me this was good. Yes, I was immediately like, here to listen to the this. Redial is great. <laughs> Zip is really good, um, which is like the, yeah. the credits one. I don't remember the name of the track, but the one where you... It's on the level where there's a bunny, and you can like grab onto the bunny and it like bounces around. Yep. Yeah, right, because that because yep. you hear that in the music. There's like a bunny in the music, and it's like... <laughs> yep. That, that track is... It is in my head instantly. Yeah, that track is super cool, too. <laughs> Why, I, I can't remember. Why, what was the context for bringing that up? I don't even remember, but it showed up in the talk, and I put it in the notes when I was taking notes on the talk, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, wait, this rules. Okay. Yeah, love that soundtrack. Uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good talk. Um, thanks. They brought up a lot of other stuff uh, for listeners and people listening to this podcast we'll link to that too you can watch that talk so i'm going to be doing hours and hours of work editing music into this (laughs) podcast so that the people listening know what we're talking about yeah Uh, but they should still watch it's going to be your job to find all the links to all the things we talked about that are urls sure and so this this episode of the podcast will be an immense meta text Uh, if you say so. No, it's all good. Media. All the all the five senses. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, Temple of Time. Love that. Talk about the, Temple uh, of Time. Temple of Time. Well, okay. So. No, I mean it's just the first time you come across Temple of Time in Breath of the Wild, you're like, whoa, this is like the first recognizable like Zelda lore thing, right? And yeah. if you stick around long enough and you're like you know perceptive then you're like oh wait what is this music (laughs) and it's song of time and it's so cool like um that kind of sets the tone for like how all of the like overworld music is is very fragmented yep it's yep 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 and about rewarding hanging around in a quiet boring space 
That's right. Um, if you are just rushing from place to place, then you don't get anything out of it. It's... If you stop and look around and listen, then you get the full thing. I did a gesture with my hands to indicate what. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. That's that's totally right. Um, hadn't thought about it before. The game definitely like rewards you for taking your time. Like same for the horse. Like if you just got on the horse and rode around for a little bit, and you're like, okay, exactly, cool, and get off, you don't hear the Zelda thing. It's like, yeah, it rewards people for paying attention. That was my experience. I never used horses my first playthrough. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, horses are great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just it's it's another like yeah, just unscripted cinematic moment, right? Like. The first time for me, I got on a horse. I was like, "Okay, sick. I'm on a horse. I like I can ride around Hyrule Field, and it's like, it's like a Zelda movie." And I just like rode around, and then the music played, and I was like, "Oh, they like knew what I wanted before I even knew I wanted it." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like a Zelda movie. Yeah, you move the. You, I'm sure you do the same thing that you did in Wind Waker, where you move the camera around you really yes. slowly. Yes, I do yep. that every Zelda game I play. Like, I yeah, it feels like a movie. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like your it's your own it's your own personal movie, your own personal version yeah. of you know Zelda. Yeah, I think my my mom watched me play the first. Um, still living at home at the time the first like the great plateau section and she was like wow this is like a movie <laughs> and i was like yep it is for <laughs> <laughs> sick um you know kakariko village i kept trying to like listen for like is there any reference to like the you know the original kakariko village mm. from link to the past um i see i i I could not find like a conclusive or definitive answer to that, but I want to say there is like one part that like very, very like slightly references it, but I'm not sure. I don't know if you guys heard anything there. It is. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it in this article down. There's the breath of the wild composer interview that I think was liner notes on a Japanese thing. And they mentioned to, there's an instrument in the song that if you listen, kind of does that does the original cat oh, okay. song yeah there's that uh but i'm not gonna find it in a rapid manner just that part right yeah 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 hmm Dang, now I actually, you know, I, like, I'm, because I'm sitting at my piano, because my, my work setup is literally my laptop on top of my piano. So, like, I always just, like, <laughs> want to play stuff <laughs> as I'm doing stuff. But, like, when I was just, you know, trying to get into my hands, like, the muscle memory of, like, these different tracks from Breath of the Wild when I was working on um, the podcast, like, uh, opening and closing themes, like, it was a lot of fun to play the music. It's a lot of fun to play. <laughs> um, it's like very pianistic. Well, that's so it, good. Yeah, yeah. It's very pianistic. It feels very like, um, like it was written with a pianist in mind. Well, that's uh, what's nice about um, these these video games nowadays that are for have music for real instruments, right? Yeah, 
And it's taken Nintendo a long time to get there. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they, they've been resistant to doing live instrument stuff for a lot longer than other companies, I would think. Yeah, I remember being super disappointed that Twilight Princess was still MIDI. And then, um, you know, and then they, I think the first game was Mario Galaxy that they went with an orchestra and it was like such a difference right like it was so like immediately oh, yeah. like okay this is next level yeah. i love the mario galaxy soundtrack too twilight princess like i i do think twilight princess suffers a bit like i really there's a lot of really good melodies and like just a lot of good music in that game like i really like the um the lake hylia theme from twilight princess but it it yeah. definitely, like, I feel like with older games, like, they they were writing with the, you know, they were writing with some, I'm sure they had in their heads, like, some sort of, like, uh, orchestral idea or maybe, but, like, it felt like they were still kind of writing for the hardware, whereas it felt like, at least to me, it felt like for Twilight Princess, they wrote for an orchestra, and then, like, it felt like the orchestra last minute was like, never mind, you're gonna have to do it with MIDI. Oh. I don't know if that, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it it sounds like that to me. Where it, I just feel like, oh, this would be so good if it was played with the orchestra. <laughs> and they um, did, and they did, they did a remake of that game. But they did not go back and orchestrate it, which just seems like a a choice. Yeah, well, I mean, that's so much money. Yeah, it, it's expensive to do that, and I wonder, you know, maybe when they composed it, it. Because if you're composing for MIDI, you, you kind of don't have to think about people and players at all. You kind of yeah, just do yeah. whatever. And then, so maybe it was hard to translate that. I'm not sure. I was going to say a lot of, uh, I think, the bigger successes Nintendo has had with a lot of the live band stuff has been just smaller band. Like the Mario Kart 8 soundtrack. Mm. Uh, which is a small, it's not a full orchestra or anything. It's more of a smaller, like, there's, there's, there's a videos they have of, of some of the performances right it's like a it's like a jazz ensemble or it's a it's like a yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's like a big band but it's not that many people but yeah i, I just know i've seen the dolphin shoals saxophone solo bit <laughs> so that track yeah. is really cool had to dial it in and figure it out because they can't afford to give Koji Kondo a orchestra every time he wants one. <laughs> well, I'm actually I don't like see I, I'm not as knowledgeable about like who specifically is doing the composing and orchestrating, but I wonder if, you know, Koji Kondo like he's so good at writing like these iconic melodies, but like he was, you know, he was composing for machines, right? So right. like yeah. 
Right. I wonder if like he would even benefit from. I mean, he. I'm sure he would, but like I don't know like if he would get the most out of like taking whatever taking a like having advantage of a full orchestra. It's like almost a different skill set sure. in a way. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Zach has a note about prodding you about the audio identities of other Zelda games. Are there other did Zelda I? games? Did I? Yes. Oh, identities. I was just gonna mention. I was gonna mention that I was playing a lot of spirit tracks, and that game leans so hard into the pan flute that it's. <laughs> I haven't played it. It's it's good. I I had never played it up till now, and yeah, it it's that it's interesting. I played Phantom Hourglass, and now I'm playing Spirit Tracks, and they're very much the same game, except that Spirit Tracks had a little more time to percolate, and so now it has kind of its own visual and audio identity to it. Uh, and that other Zelda games, you know, we've talked about Twilight Princess, how it feels like they were composing for orchestra, but they didn't get there. And then Skyward Sword is kind of where they got there, but it also doesn't necessarily benefit from the bit of orchestration oh, in right. it. Skyward Sword, wait, Skyward Sword was an actual orchestra, if I remember, right? Yeah. I think for some of it, but I don't think for all of it. Because some of the oh. stuff definitely... Yeah, was it like a half thing? Like, I want to say, like, Ballad of the Goddess was for sure orchestra, but maybe they didn't use yeah. to do that for everything. That's weird. It's a weird hybrid. I mean, I guess some... Skyward Sword's a weird... Yeah, some of the tracks were, like, not orchestral. Like, some had, like, electronic elements, so I guess I get, I get that. Hmm. I was just about to ask you about the soundtrack of the... Link's Awakening remake, but we already discussed that. We have a whole podcast, podcast about that. Oh yeah, no, Never I mean mind. that that one has a very distinct. <laughs> so musical identity, there's two ways, there's two ways of thinking about it. And sometimes it's a combination of these two elements, but sometimes it's just one or the other for me. Um, there's like the timbral identity. So you know, for Breath of the Wild, it's like piano. Yes, for Link's Awakening remake, it's like toy instruments. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are that kind of identity is, I think, more easy to identify, but it's also like less interesting to me, and also like is not as much of a factor when you go to older games because they're kind of limited by the hardware, yeah. right? Um, sure. The other identity is kind of more like the harmonic palette that a game uses, or like kind of the vibe that all of the music in the game gives off. Um, for example, right? Like I think. You know, Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess both have a much darker soundtrack. Both have darker soundtracks. Like, they're mm -hmm. both mm -hmm. more harmonically, like... There's just more, like, dark stuff going on. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it better than that, but, like... Um, yeah, like... Yeah, Majora's Mask is, like, especially, like, super, like, melancholy. Um... Please talk for another hour and a half about the Majora's Mask soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda game, but I don't know if it's my favorite soundtrack. Okay. It's my favorite Zelda for sure, um, because Clock Town is like my ideal video game, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Majora's Mask soundtrack is... I don't know how to describe it. It's... Yeah, it's... it's okay, so... My favorite part of the Majora's Mask soundtrack that I think like um, embodies the the feel of the game as a whole is the um, 
the third day in Clock Town where you've got the happy theme and then you've got like the really like creepy bass that like makes the whole yes. thing feel like there's a shadow hanging over the whole whole town um and and then like the fact that every area is actually the same like before you like save that area there's like the same theme like the haunted theme um yeah and yeah, then yeah after you and, but they're all like you know instrumented differently depending on the region um such a dark game i just I, I love it it's uh that that one definitely has like a very like unique musical identity i feel like the others um i'm not getting like a super strong i don't feel like i get a super strong um you mean in in the you know from 2000 to 2017 well i mean i mean the, i include the older ones too like i feel like oh sure sure yeah, I feel like they're still like with the early games. They all feel like they're they're all part of the same musical universe. Like they're still establishing the themes, right? Um, yeah. Let's see, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons definitely feel like I think those two didn't ver- didn't recycle like didn't use very much of like the existing um, Zelda music lore. So I guess like those two sound pretty different as a result. Um, and those were made by like That's... third party companies. Or not third second Capcom, party, I guess. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, was it Capcom or was it Camelot? I can't remember. It it was Capcom. Okay. Okay. It's funny um when you when you talk about uh the like either staying within the same musical universe or expanding out to a different musical universe. Um in the lore, Majora's Mask and the Oracle games are in a different country basically right they're in terminar they're in holodrum they're a little oh yeah uh, they're not in they're hyrule, not in hyrule that's right so they sound like different places Ooh, i like that yeah that's told that's that's right that's right that's right man yeah that makes a lot of sense huh i like that so it's like they can reuse themes from hyrule if it's in hyrule but if they go somewhere else then you know gotta use a whole new set of th- yeah set of things i like that that's that's pretty consistent. I can't remember. Yeah, the, the problem for me, like I I didn't play um, Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks, and I really liked Minish Cap. But I don't remember the music from it, um, <laughs> so I'm kind of blanking on a lot of these. But um, Link's Awakening too, you know, not in Hyrule. Yeah, yeah. The not in Hyrule ones are my favorites. I think. Generally speaking, <laughs> the Hyrule games are obviously um, good. No, but... I tend to agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I, when you said Majora's Mask is your favorite Zelda, that like, I it, it was like I forgot that Majora's Mask is probably my favorite Zelda too. <laughs> it's just that I've been doing these podcasts where <laughs> don't talk about those. Um, but yeah, Majora's Mask is the the one I relate to the most, that's a weird thing to say. Mm. And uh, I think that if we, uh, when we escape from doing a Breath of the Wild podcast, we're going to probably do, what were we talking about, Zach? In the distant future? We've thrown out all sorts of ideas. Uh, at some point, we were going to do a Wind Waker podcast. At some point, we were going to do oh, a Majora's wow. Mask podcast. Wind easy to do with the map. Uh, 
We're probably not going to do the Spirit Tracks podcast, I'd say. I had an idea I didn't tell you about, where we do L-O-Z. Oh, no. And we do one episode per map tile, but every episode is, like, 40 seconds long. That doesn't sound fun, and then do you do... (laughs) second quest versus first quest and that gets really complicated no it does so. it doesn't it's only fun to say the idea out loud it's not fun to actually do or to listen to okay good <laughs> i'm glad we're on the same page i have not played the original actually well i've you know tried playing it but i never really made any meaningful progress i like the, I, I like the original if you play it on a virtual console where you can cheat all the time it's very good okay <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Okay. Play it on an emulator, play it in virtual console, it's great. Uh, I played Zelda 2 for the first time this year, and it's a very cool and interesting game. Um, but I didn't realize it wasn't Koji Kondo. Oh, really? Um, huh. It's somebody else. I just assumed that he had done all huh. of them, but no, it's a different composer. Oh, that's all of, right, you yeah. know, the seven tracks in the game, but... I mean, everyone knows that one because of the Hyrule Temple level in Melee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I, I melee like cemented that legacy. It's, it's Sakura just loves Zelda too. Yeah, I guess it's, it's in the move set. It's in it's in Link's move set. It's great. Oh, it's true. <laughs> uh, it might be time to wind down because this is becoming a ninety-minute episode, and I'm the one who has to edit it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I was like, man, you maybe I didn't. Co- maybe I didn't come with enough to talk about. So I'm glad you were like, okay, we're saturated with content. That's good. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm serious. I'm like still scrolling through the list, just kind of idly, <laughs> just like looking at, it, like, oh, how do I feel about Great Fairy Revival? Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they, they, they we did can that have song you again. back if we really need to. If you have stuff in your heart that needs to get out. Okay. Then I'll let you know. We're here for you. <laughs> or if you want to horse yeah. race, because we might um, horse race again at some point. Well, definitely. Um, I'll come back for a Majora's Mask soundtrack. You know what? You know what's okay. my favorite track from Majora's Mask? You know what's my favorite track from Majora's okay. Mask is the Observatory. Yeah. Um, sure. The Observatory track is um, has the same melancholy vibe as 5 p.m. New Leaf. It's not the same feeling, but it's the same melancholy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just so, yes. it's so good. <laughs> Jason, you offering to come on to our Majora's, po- Majora's Mask podcast guarantees that that podcast will come into yeah. existence now. It so is congratulations. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we got, that'll be some time. We got, I got a lot yeah, of games no, to play it's for. Yeah, <laughs> Jason, yeah, thank you for no. doing this. Yes. Uh, as always, it is just fun to listen to you talk about the stuff that you're very knowledgeable I'm about. Just the, I just yes. like it. I, I don't even know that much, to be honest. I'm just like a composer who happens to love Zelda music. So, yeah. No, yeah. I, thanks for having me. I love, um, you know, it's really fun talking with you guys and uh, love Zelda music. So, always down to talk. Wonderful. Thank you.